Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning with 11 Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today. I hope your Sunday is going well, and I hope you're ready to get into the Word of God this morning, as we're going to have a good time discussing the Word of God and talking about a certain topic that we'll bring up here in a second. But I want to introduce my guest this morning, once again, my brother from another mother, Cody Kirkhoff from the Harbor. Ken, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me again. It's just fun to always spend time with you, and so saying good morning on a Sunday to all the listening area, and excited to see what Jesus wants to do today. Amen, exactly. And, and we do appreciate uh, everybody who's joining in. We know some people are on their way to church. Some people are heading home from church. Some people aren't at church at all. Uh, we know folks who are in, in some prisons around the Wiregrass, uh, Tri-State area, listen. People who are delivering food are listening. So just thank you for everybody who's listening and just pray that, that God speaks to you today and touches your heart. This morning, we're going to talk about sanctification. And what is that and what all's involved with that? That's what we're going to talk about because it's a very important part of, a, of the Christian life that we need to discuss and because we all need to be going through sanctification. And we're going to get into that in a moment. But first, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. And Cody, would you lead us in prayer? Absolutely. Jesus, we just thank you for another Sunday morning. We thank you that uh, so many just listening through the airwaves, Lord, and we pray that you bring just a unity of your spirit with all of us this morning. Um, Lord, as Ken said, we're going to dive into a term. We're going to explain what sanctification is and how we can be on that journey of closeness with you. So, Lord God, do a work this morning. Thank you uh, that you can do it through airwaves. You can do it in our hearts right now. So prepare our hearts to receive. And, Lord God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Cody, last time you were here, we talked uh, for a couple of Sundays about salvation and what exactly that means, and obviously, how do we come to salvation in our Lord Jesus Christ? And unfortunately, that's where a lot of people, it stops. They don't grow from there. And so that's why the sanctification that we're going to talk about is so important. So important. Uh, and it's a term. I mean, it's a big old term. Like, what's it even mean? It's one of those churchy, I call it churchy terms that are like, ah, I should know what that means, but I can't really ask what that means. And I always want it to be a safe place that we can say, man, how can we do this together? And how can we ask questions without feeling like, oh, I should have known that? And then also, like you said, just sometimes, you know, we make that decision for Jesus. And that's an awesome decision. That's the greatest decision. That's the eternal decision. That's the life-changing decision. But just because we made the team, man, let's become a superstar on that team. That's right. That's and, right. and so how do we keep growing? Yeah. You hit on something important that too often people are saying, well, I should know that, so I'm not going to ask. Mm-hmm. Like they're embarrassed to ask a yeah. question. And we've all been in that situation yeah. before. But our styles, and it's hard to do it on, on the radio, but when, when we're teaching, it, it's open because we want people to ask. Yeah, that's how you and I, we, we teach yeah. almost almost all, every time. It's like in the middle of any teaching, whether it's you know a sermon, whether it's a Bible study, whether it's a discipleship group. Just want at that moment for people to say, hey, hold on. I don't understand what that means or elaborate on that more. Let's go in deeper. And then, you know, you and I were talking how cool that is. Hopefully maybe in a little different direction, a little different language, it can really reach the hearts of somebody, but ultimately it reaches your and I hearts and and how it it keeps growing us too. Exactly. That, that, that's why I never get tired of teaching the word of God, never get tired of preaching, never get tired of teaching discipleship because 
man, he ministers to me every mm-hmm. single time, yeah. and, and I grow. Yeah. And, and so that's yeah, – we all grow, and that's what it's about. Iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And so but by saying that, I know we can't carry on a, a dialogue right now with the radio with other people who are listening, but those of you listening, if you have questions, please don't hesitate to contact us because we would love to, to hear from you, love to uh, answer any questions that we can. And, and just real quick, if you got a question for Cody, how can they contact you? 334-790-4031. That goes to my office at, at the Harbor. All right. And, of course, uh, 11 Action, 334-494-4995. And uh, Tuck at loveinactionministries.com if you prefer to email. Uh, Cody, K-O-D-Y at theharbordothan.com. All right, so there you go. Feel free to ask questions. And so today, sanctification. Cody, that's one of the um, topics that, that we teach in our uh, Bible doctrine class here at Love and Action. So let me give the textbook definition to start with, okay? All right. All right. Uh, Dr. Wayne Gruden, he defines sanctification as a progressive work of God and man that makes us more and more free from sin and like Christ in our actual lives. It's God and us working together in a active process. And it's you said it's progression, mm-hmm. so it's continual, it's it's rising. And I like the God and man, you know, it's it's God wanting us, it's God's power, his presence, his love, but man's ultimate decision and to walk in letting God do that, yeah. but our active response in letting God do that. Right, and it all boils down to our obedience, doesn't it? Yeah, God's love language. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's the textbook definition that we're looking at. That's actually fairly simple, but to break it down even more, Cody, sanctification, what is it? Uh, two Latin words, you know, you and I were talking, two Latin words, sanctus and fascio. So sanctus means holy, and fascio makes to make. So ultimately, it's to make holy. You know, you think back, Jesus saying, hey, be perfect as your Lord and Savior is perfect. It's, it's this process of becoming holy. And without God, without, without God, you, you, we can't become holy. We, we can't, I mean, we can try hard to be really good, but no matter how good we are, we're still not holy without God. The only thing that's holy is God. And then the God in us becomes holiness. So it's just a process to make holy. Holy, and as you said, it's a progressive process. It doesn't happen overnight, or maybe it does. But each day we grow in that. That's what that's what I love. It's like we're planted, and then we keep growing and growing as we're watered and tended in sunlight. And I call it the sunlight, S O N light. Right, right. The Jesus light continues to come. Webster's Dictionary: the act of consecrating. Another big old term: yeah. the act of consecrating or of setting apart for a sacred purpose, the act of making holy. So there we have God setting us apart. We're different in his holiness, in his family, in his life, in his love. We're different. We're being set apart. And then the Greek word uh, hagiosmos just means separation to God. And I love that because that's simple to me. And you know me, I'm simple. Sin, separation from God, sanctification to make holy. It's a separation to God. And so it's literally just bringing us in and only to him. And isn't that the process of sanctification? Exactly. Making holy, right? Right. But in the end, it's just bringing us, both as you said, man part and God part, we're just being brought entirely separate, only us, to him. That's awesome that, that God wants us to be separated to him instead of from him. 
you know, I'm thinking if I'm God, yeah, I don't want nothing to do Hold with Hold on. You've already messed everything up. Like, here's the deal. I, I like you, but can you stay at a distance? Right. You know, those, those people, those friends are like, man, I love you, but just stay yeah. over there for a little bit. And God's like, no, I, and I think this is what's cool. Eight billion people in this world right now. And yet he wants us completely separate for himself and for our good, but for himself, you know, because it says to set apart to God, to be used by him and for him. He just wants us, like, in such a personal way, like, just Ken. Like, I love everybody else the same way, but I want just Ken. It's personal. And that's personal. what we talk about, a personal relationship, because it is personal yeah. between us and God. Um, it's also public in that we need to let others know mm-hmm. that they can also have the exact same mm-hmm. relationship. And that's what's also fun to tell people who don't know is that, hey, um, God loves you just as much as he yeah. loves me. Just as much as he loves Cody, just as much as he loves you know who, anybody else, he loves us all the same. Like you said, he wants us each separated to himself. Well, I had heard something a couple of weeks ago. Had an awesome uh, message at the harbor from uh, a person. Literally, it was the first time they were ever doing a message in person. Cool. Um, and we try to do a lot of different voices and always make sure biblically aligned and so forth. But in that message, they said God wants us to know him as well as he knows us. Mm. Isn't that cool? That is cool. And that, that was powerful. And I said, and I've heard a lot of sermons in my life, and that just was at this point, like, man, God wants us to know him and as deep and as wide, and he wants us to know him as well as he knows us. And he knows us. Yes. He so wants that journey of love and growth. Well, that's a sanctification. We're growing deeper and deeper, not of being a better person, not of, that's just the fruit of all that comes mm. But we're just growing in the depth and the relationship of him because guess what? He's separating us just to him. And then he's separating us apart from all that sin. He is awesome. And the thing, when people first come to Christ, so sometimes there's a misconception. They're like, okay, I'm perfect. Now I've got to be perfect. I can't, I can't mess up again. Huh. Well, you know, that's, that's impossible to begin with. But the thing is, there's a difference between justification, another one of those churchy terms, and sanctification. That justification, we are justified at that moment. Mm-hmm. God has forgiven us as, as we surrender our lives to him. And it's, it's like a legal matter. God is saying, okay, those, all those sins, they're gone. You no, know, that's, I, that's I, I perfect, the away. justification. Like, I, I, still, I still had it. And I still might do it, but at that point, a line drawn, a signature made, nope, you are in me. Right. You are justified by me, by my son, by the blood of him. You are justified. Right. And to take pressure off of new believers who think, okay, now i got to be perfect the rest of my life. And God wants us to be, but he knows we, we won't be because we're still flesh. We're still in a fallen world. And it's like we go to Matthew five forty eight where Jesus says, be perfect as your mm-hmm. heavenly father is perfect. I taught on that last week, and it's like, wow, that's some pressure there. Big time pressure. Big time pressure. But if you look at it for just what it for says. For just what it says, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, because we know that's impossible. But, you know, Jesus is just simply showing us, look, this is absolute moral purity. That's God. Mm-hmm. Absolute moral purity. He is the standard of purity. He is the standard which we we want to move towards, right? So we, we want to, to be more and more like him. But the fact is, you know, we're unable to meet that standard here on earth. But at the same time, God can't cannot lower his standard because he's God. So, you know, he, he is standard. It's just like Jesus is the standard 
of perfection, mm-hmm. the standard, the total example of how we are to become, mm-hmm. to become more like Him. And so the whole thing about be perfect as God is perfect, we're seeing God's grace and forgiveness in our lives, helping us to overcome sin, to move more in that direction. Mm-hmm. I have talked to very few people who said, oh, we can be perfect, and I laugh. I'm like, okay, and we'll start going through some moments in life. You know, hey, do, do you still get angry with anybody? Mm-hmm. Do you still have a thought that pops in uh, every now and then that's that, that's not right? Yeah, and, you know, so there's always things in our life that we need to, to overcome. And sanctification is that process of us realizing we need God's grace in our lives. We need his mercy in our lives. We need his forgiveness in our lives. And then being obedient to his word as he works in us, as he justifies us, or I mean, I'm sorry, sanctifies mm-hmm. us and setting us apart for him. Mm-hmm. So we want to be like Jesus. That's our goal. And here on earth, we strive to be like him. Paul even talks about in Romans 6, he talks about how, you know, you are now dead to sin mm-hmm. and alive in God. Yeah. But then he says, uh, he also recognizes that sin is still there in each person's life, as he says, do not let it reign mm-hmm. in your life. Do not yield mm-hmm. to it. And even Jesus, disciples, says, teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. We want to know how to pray. What's part of that prayer? Forgive me mm-hmm. of my debts or my mm-hmm. sins as I forgive those who sin against mm-hmm. me. So the fact that that sin is still here means we're not perfect, but we're striving to be there striving to be more like Jesus, and, and the sanctification is that work that God is doing in us, and the Holy Spirit is empowering us to, to be obedient to his word, and therefore we're going to be more and more like Jesus the more that we strive to be like him. If we're just going to sit there and not do anything, not open up the word, not study, not, not have fellowship with other believers, we're not going to grow. That's why it's a process with God and us. Mm-hmm. God is going to do his part. We've got to do our part as well. Yeah, just hitting that further, you know, our part. You know, want want people to, to realize today that there isn't this fine line that just says you have to have it all together to believe in Jesus. No, that's the starting point is admitting I don't have it all together, but I desire something different in my life, not to just be moral or good or successful. I desire because what God did through Jesus is enough and I just want to be in that love and in that relationship and in that power and in that presence, even if I fully can't understand it, because that's where I know life can be found. And like, you know, he said, don't let the sin reign. You know, this isn't a radio show about sin. This is about, we live in a fallen, broken world. Um, there's sin that is just stacked on top of each other, just floats around. I think of Southeast Alabama this time of year, especially because it's been drier this year. You hear me this morning, guess what? There's peanut dust that abounds, right? (laughs) Right. And the effects of that is, you know, kind of sniffling around and it abounds. And the only way, now I know in life, I can't just say, hold on, I'm going to be in an air purified bubble (laughs) that I don't have any of that. But just by going out into the world, that stuff is around and I'm bringing it in. So guess what? Sin in a broken world is just, it's just around. But the difference is don't let it rain. What can I do to not let it rain? And that's the growing. That's the becoming separate to God journey over time that all of a sudden 
The things that I loved, I no longer love. The things that I thought I'd never love or never mattered become what I care about and what I love. And really, it's it's ultimately, man, I just want to keep closer and closer growing. I want to look more and more like him on this journey. And and part of that is that old stuff doesn't matter. I actually begin to despise the old stuff. And I end up loving the newness of, hey, I'm looking more like Jesus today. Man, I, I reacted more like Jesus would have. I thought more like Jesus would have. I actually loved someone more like Jesus would have. And it, it's a it's a battle. That's the man part. Right. Because that's the battle. We've been justified. He signed off on us by believing in him. But then the battle is how can I continue to walk further and further? Well, you you said it like one, you know, we need to be in more fellowship with each other that encourages us and keeps us sharpening and Hearing good teaching, hearing good word, being in the word. God will speak, 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 studying, devouring that word as relationship, praying like crazy, sitting quiet and just listening to God. I think that's just a part like, okay, God, here's relationship time. You just speak or love on me or, or whatever. Continually, you know, those are some steps that we, we can take. Those are not steps that make us good or bad. Those are not steps that make us, oh, you're more Christian or not Christian. Those are just relational steps that we continue in that growth. And then when God teaches us or shows us something in the Word, we hear something in a message, we hear something on a podcast, we hear something in fellowship that sharpens us. We receive something in His presence through through His Spirit inside of us. Then we act on that. That's the man part. Right. And I want people to understand, too, uh, often those who who aren't believers, they think, well, there's too many rules you got to follow. But, you know, there's rules all all in life we got to follow, right? But it breaks down to this. It's not about following a bunch of rules. It's about I want to make my father happy. Mm -hmm. I want to please my Abba Father because he is so good to me. He loves me so much. And I heard a great earthly example that, that paints a beautiful picture of that. One of the ladies in one of our discipleship groups, she said, when she was young, just a child, I think maybe 11 years old, 10, 11, she said, I was the bad girl. And I had a friend who was who was really, really a good girl. And I, I would sneak away and smoke cigarettes. And so I tried to get her to smoke with me. And she said, oh, no, I could never do that. She said, the thing is, is, it would crush my mother hmm. if she found out. She didn't want to smoke, but not because it was bad, but because she loves her mom. She mm-hmm. loved her mom so much. She didn't want to crush her. She didn't want to just make her cry over mm-hmm. over what her daughter was smoking. And, and man, how much more should we be towards God? Is that God loves us so much. He's done everything for us. He does everything for us. And man, I, I just love him so much. I, I want to do what he says. Mm-hmm. I want to be obedient to him. As I've said many, many times before, you know, I've been on the, the other side where I wasn't living for God. And now I've been living for God for all these years. Man, there ain't no way I'd go back. Mm-hmm. It is it is too, too good of a life living for him. And so once people start that, and then that's sanctification. Because when I came to the Lord uh, back in 89, man, I'm, I'm a lot different than I was at that moment mm-hmm. that I was justified. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of that sanctification process that he's doing and that he wants to continue to do because it's going to continue until this old boy dies. Mm-hmm. Then I'll see perfection when I'm in heaven with Jesus. Yeah, it's just that desire to make that happy. You know, the Bible wasn't, as you said, it wasn't written just as a moral guideline. It's a good one. Right. But it's not what it's about. It was about us realizing the absolute need we have for something far more in our life as you said, from 
being justified to now growing in sanctification with him. It was written in this way of just us realizing, I need something more, and then realizing, and here's the grace and the cause and the reason of it, of God, of Jesus, that you can have that. And then to put it into perspective of here we are in a, in a life that every year, you know, it, it seems like a long time, but we really, this wasn't what we were designed for. We were designed as eternal beings, right. eternal pieces of creation, the one that he said was very good, and ultimately, we have to trudge through this life, but with his power, his love, when we're in him. And it's not hard. It's The sin is still abounding out there. The struggles, the hurts, the heartaches, the disease, the sicknesses, the sadness, the sorrow, it's all out there. But we can either then choose to trudge through that, or we can choose in him to triumph through that. And why do we want to keep becoming more and more like Jesus? Not to become good people, not to you know, move from the 14th row to the second row in church, but ultimately because a lot of days we might be the only Jesus that someone gets to see, the power, the presence that's in us through that. And why? Because our purpose here is eternal, to help people see Jesus, to help people see the need and his love, to help them realize all that you carry, you can let go of. And ultimately that more and more would become disciples that make disciples and so guess what? Why is it important that we continue to grow? Well, one, we want to make dad happy. We want to sit there and say, man, I see, shouldn't have joy. I mean, you said you never wanted to go back to that old life. I mean, you got a 15-year-old truck, Ken. Yes. Like what? You're not going to go back to old, <laughs> old life? Not, you know? not a chance. You know, um, so you're not talking worldly. Right. You're not saying, oh, I live on a mansion on the hill now. But what you're saying is, I have purpose, I have calling, I have freedom, I have joy, and I realize I didn't have that before I had Jesus. So we want to keep growing because then, man, we make that happy. We get to live in that even deeper. We get to prepare even more for going home someday, and, man, it's going to change somebody's life. Yeah, and and that's really what this life is about. You know, it's about bringing him glory. It's not about bringing Ken or Cody glory. It's about bringing our Father glory and telling people about him and how awesome that he is and and showing his love to others, too, because we know action speaks louder than words. That old saying is is so true. And, man, when we're doing that, people see him in us. Mm -hmm. You and I are like, man, we don't want people to see us. We want them to see Jesus. We're not the ones that can save them. Mm-hmm. Only Jesus can. And that's why sanctification is so important because it's a, as we've been talking about, it's a, it's a continuous process. So, you know, so there's really three stages of sanctification. One is what we've talked about when we come to that moment of decision. Mm-hmm. And, and as we said, God saves us, he justifies mm-hmm. us. Sanctification begins. The stage two is it continues as we've been talking about through, through all of our lives. You use the term progresses. Progresses, progresses. Yeah, yeah, throughout, throughout all of our lives. And then stage three is when we die, mm-hmm. and and our soul, our spirit goes to heaven. Our soul and our spirit receives perfection at that point. Mm-hmm. There's one more piece of the puzzle that's missing, and that's when Jesus returns and we mm-hmm. get our glorified bodies. Mm-hmm. And as the word says, we will be like Him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's it's it's an awesome process that we call sanctification. It's life. It's life with Jesus. It's life with the body of Christ. And it's a life of growing in him and knowing that, knowing him more. Because, man, the more we know him, oh, my goodness, just the more we realize how even more awesome he is than we thought previously. And we get to experience that love 
people are always talking about we we need love, joy, and peace in this world. Well, the only way that's coming is Jesus and living for him. Then you're filled with that love, that joy, and that peace that only comes from him. And to live this life, you know, I only wish I would have started when I was mm-hmm. younger, you know, and, uh, you know, praise God for all eternity will be with them mm-hmm. if, if we know him here on earth, if we have bowed to him here on earth then we will be with him forever. And that's why we want to get this word out for those who are listening and who don't have that relationship. Mm-hmm. I hope you are understanding how awesome this relationship is with Jesus mm-hmm. and, and how incredible he is and, and how much he wants you and how much he wants for you. We can't encourage you enough to just call out to him today. Mm-hmm. Call out to him today, Ken. You said, man, I wish I would have known him earlier. But you know what? It doesn't matter yeah. if you're seven listening to this or you're 87 listening to this doesn't matter today is the day doesn't matter there's no rule that you had to have 39 years of sanctification <laughs> in you uh one minute is enough for jesus yeah, think about the uh the robber on the cross yeah exactly and you know what his was enough yes his was more than enough and you know i i think you know what i was i was thinking i, I think we all you know as we grow you know, as we're being separate to God, as right. we're progressively going part our part, part God's power through us, we all hit kind of these levels, and we're like, man, I have grown a lot. My hope is we can look in the mirror and say, man, I am, I am different. I hope we're different pre-justified day of accepting Him, that you know, to the next day. But then I hope we find these little spiritual markers through life that, man, I'm different. But I bet we do all hit some places that at times we're like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm growing right now. I think we do. That's part of the yes. sanctification process yeah. too. So if you've ever been there, don't, don't beat your head. You know, don't, don't think, wow, oh, it's just this perfect upward direction always. Sometimes you might say, man, it was two steps forward and about 17 steps back. Right. We hit this wall. Sometimes we hit this unknowing wall that we're like, oh, I just realized I haven't been. Well, that's the good realization of say, I need to get in fellowship more. I need to in teaching more. I need to be reaching out to him. I need to focus on, you know, get my eyes on him more. It's just a restart. It's just battery cables. Jump it again. Don't get okay to just be okay in that place because it is a good place, but never judge it versus, oh man, this is where I'm at. And that Christian is that don't, don't judge it by anybody else except your love of making dad proud, your love of living in his power, your love of just that aura, that aroma that's around you that people cling to. And then look the inventory inside of man, that joy that I have is different. And we start figuring out, man, I don't, I don't have love right now. Okay. Maybe we hit our heads on the wall a little bit. I don't have joy right now. Maybe I hit our heads on the wall. Okay. What is the cause? What's going on? Well, I think us as man part, as you said, is the realization of saying, Hey, what's stunting my, my continual growth right now? What's stunting my continual separation to God? And we real find that talk to somebody. That's why we'd love to hear your stories. That's why we'd love to have you email us or call us or ask us advice or share some incredible praiseworthy moments of what God's doing. I want to encourage you in that. That's why I think we, you know, Hebrews, you know, that we encourage people. Yes. We build them up. We encourage them continually. That's what it needs. Sometimes we just need a jump start. Yeah, exactly. And, and that encouragement, man, I mean, it's to hear somebody else's story mm-hmm. of what God has done in their lives, man, just lifts me up so much. That's why I tell you, you are a beautiful man. No. <laughs> Thank you, I think, <laughs> Cody. Okay, well, you know what, man? We, we've come to the end of the show. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, um, you left me speechless on that one, Cody. I didn't know how to throw a little wrinkle in there to see what you were going to (laughs) say. And I said nothing. I don't know. I think people need to know we have fun together. We do. We We have fun together loving Jesus. Yes, amen. And that just makes this life even better. Mm -hmm. When you do have a brother that you can just be yourself with, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, because we we are who God created us to be, and and we need to be ourselves. And then as he, more and more he sanctifies us, the more and more we come, we come like Jesus together. Well, that's an awesome thing. You know, we happen to do ministry that sort of in some ways, in some ways different. We try not to ever duplicate, right. you know, but in some ways there are a lot of the same things. And how many times have we ever said, and we encourage, man, you, you were able to reach that person. Right. Man, you guys got that donation or you guys got those things donated. And we do a lot of sharing, right. obviously. But I don't know. I think that's encouragement that we are on the same team. And then, hey, you had different love there, different joy there. Man, be encouraged. That's yeah. I saw even more Jesus in you today. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's important. And, and speaking of sharing, I, I would like to give a shout-out to Eagle Eye Outfitters. Mark and Susan Anderson, the, the coat and jacket drive they did for the Harbor and Love and Action. Huge. Mark and Susan, Huge. thank you, guys. Uh, 176 jackets and coats. And it's getting coolers, and it's we're going to need it. And that was so – anybody that was part of that whole Eagle Eye drive for Love and Action in the Harbor, we can't thank you enough. Big – enormously big going into the colder months and Mark and Susan and all the Eagle Eye family. Thank you guys for your continued support and your love of this community. And we have come to the end of, of today's Sunday morning with love and action. And just want to again say, I'm so sorry. I messed you up. Uh, well, hey, you know, you gotta be good to do that. So you, you got a good one. In there. <laughs> but um, how about coming back next week? I can do that. And let's talk some more about the goodness of God. And, and see where the Holy Spirit leads awesome. us. Awesome. Amen. All right. Well, thank you all again for joining us, and hope you have a great rest of the day. Good week coming up. Remember, Jesus loves you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.